0: This podcast has some adult
1: words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now.
0: Okay, there was a time when we couldn't sleep together in our house. For instance, we had to find other places like
2: cemeteries, stairwells, a lot of fun.
3: Welcome back to Neurotic Tornado, uh, a so-called podcast about relationships and all the beautiful missiness of being together. I'm the one they tend to call UV Zalco.
1: And I am Jackie Shannon Hollis. So here we are in the Beyond Coupled season, and we've been following Nikki, uh, her husband Ben, and her lover, Lover. Lover. Stephen.
3: And we're coming close to the end of this saga with them. This isn't the last episode, but we've done about six episodes already, so... We encourage you to go back to episode number 31 to figure out what the hell we've been talking about.
1: Yes. Trust us. It's worth it. Uh, So at this point, Nikki and Ben and Stephen have been in a a relationship for about three years. Um, In this episode, we're going to dig in a little deeper into what it's like to be in this relationship.
3: And what you heard at the beginning of the episode is Nikki and Stephen talking about their affair and... The excitement of the secret that is no longer a secret.
1: Yeah, I've been wondering about that. Um, Nikki went outside of her marriage because she was unhappy with her sex life, and what she got was really the excitement of an affair, um, and you know all of the energy of sneaking around. Um, but now the secret's out, and they're more familiar with each other. So, do they still have that excitement? We can concoct that. I mean,
0: we can still. You can fabricate it. And we can connect yeah. with that
2: energy pretty easily. Yeah. But it's also it's the same thing that I think happens in any relationship. Now that I'm more integrated into the household and um, and it's you know it's not like any of us are sitting around doing nothing. Everybody's super busy these days. Nikki's just started a new job a couple of months ago. That's that's had a huge impact on us. And we you know there's been some. Some problems with that. Uh, She's she's less available to me in any capacity because she's at work so many hours a week, and then at night she's doing uh, lesson prep, and so there's just less of her to go around. And you know, it's not. It affects me. It affects Ben. It affects the kids. Um, it affects the dog.
3: Now we're getting to the stuff that. Anybody in a relationship can relate to, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Everybody's busy. How do you make time for each other?
1: Yeah,
3: being in a, a group of three or a group of two or a group of seven, it's messy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I remember at the when we very first started on this and, and talked about you know what some of our questions or wonderings were about a relationship like this is I think both of you and I said how do you find the time? And, yeah, uh, yeah,
3: right, and. Yeah, my original thought is, oh, with three people or four people, it takes way more time. Uh-huh. But that's I don't I don't know for sure if that's true. Right. I mean, every each each variation is a little different. Yeah. It kind of depends on the people. Mm-hmm. But any relationship, it just takes more effort than hiding in an attic. Unfortunately,
1: now that Stephen's spending a lot of time at the house. We were curious about whether there had been any blowouts.
3: Yeah, tell
2: us the juicy fights.
1: <laughs> the three of us together. Yeah.
2: No, no. I mean, if they're if they're getting into something, I just kind of pull back.
4: Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes when I have arguments with Nikki, I'll talk to Stephen about it.
2: We know each other.
4: Yeah.
2: And we know her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
4: I mean, there was there was a moment when. Nikki was stressed about something about this Thanksgiving dinner and afraid that I wasn't going to follow up with all of the family members to check in on things and kept hammering that. You know, she said it once and then again and again. And I was already stressed about it, and I snapped. I spoke forcefully in a way that I don't speak very often. I mean, I'm not, I don't tend to lash out. Um, but it yeah, it struck a nerve, and I I talked to Stephen about it later. I mean, it felt like a good example of an extended support network. I mean, Stephen knows I care about Nikki, and Stephen knows Nikki, and Stephen likes me, and believes in me.
2: Yeah,
0: and is also invested in our. Relationship.
4: We're all invested in our relationship, aren't we? Yeah. We're all invested yeah. in all it's of it. It's kind that. of important.
0: One
3: thing that I think is unique about a relationship that's more than two people here is that um like there's a there's a witness, there's an insider who's can be a witness to your relationship. Yeah. And so this is a kind of a wild thing that, you know, twosomes don't Get uh, enjoy is mm-hmm. Ben could be like, hey Stephen, you intimately know what's going on in this uh-huh. household. Um, can I get some advice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think it's rare when it's just two people in a relationship to allow witnesses to a conflict, um, and it's that's a loss in a way because we don't always see what's really going on when we're in conflict. It, what comes to mind for me is how, about how valuable that is is a time where my sister was witnessing Bill and I in a conflict and me saying something was this way and she said, no Jackie that is." Th- I thought Bill had said something she says, no actually that isn't what he said that's, the, that's one really cool thing that can come out of this. And,
3: and are you still resentful that you were wrong?
1: <laughs> they both heard me wrong <laughs> <laughs> Nice <laughs> You know, there's one other thing I do want to try to say is I do wonder when you're in a relationship like this that's a kind of something new and an experiment is if your intention to fix things, to make things right is higher because you know that this is a potentially risky, not really risky, but a different, unique situation. We've got to be present with each other. We've got to fix this because... We want it to succeed.
3: Why Why? why more so, do you think?
1: Well, because I think the element of it being, I, you know, it's I a don't team. really know because Maybe. I want my relationship yeah. with Bill to succeed.
3: But, but here, I wonder if there's like a, there's a group dynamic that uh-huh. kicks in that's different yeah. than two people? Yeah. It's not just know. you
1: and I that will, um, will lose, but now we've got a third person involved that yeah. also could lose if we don't work this out.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Huh.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I wonder what dynamic that adds.
3: Yeah, we should have interviewed. We should have asked. We should have asked during the interview uh-huh. process. Let's edit that out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now there was one particular area in terms of conflict or communication that this new configuration impacted, and I thought it was really interesting when Ben said,
4: "I, I feel like we've been able to do different." things with our relationship by setting sex aside you know i can talk to her about feelings i'm having about other people i can get her advice i feel i feel less pressure in my conversations with her
1: because there's not this undercurrent of
2: yeah
4: Uh, well an undercurrent of oh i don't know not getting something that you want i don't know
1: sex, whether you're having it, how much you're having, can be a big source of conflict in a relationship.
3: Damn straight. So while that internal tension is kind of off the table in this moment, um, let's turn a little bit more towards the tension from the outside.
0: One thing that came up multiple times when we would tell, when we started to tell family about our choices to Stay together, and that Stephen was going to be introduced into our family um, was well, we don't understand why. Why don't you get a divorce like everybody else does? You know how can you stay together after this? And I I heard this over and over again in multiple ways, and Ben heard it from other people saying, "Well, that's totally fucked up. You have to leave her or kick her out." Um, this is from friends and family. And there were times, many times, where we felt like everybody was against us. And Ben and I were righteously angry for each other. Mm-hmm. We supported each other through those changes. It bonded us in a new way because we were...
2: Absolutely. Um, and for me, too, because any, any attack... Perceived attack from outside this household. It was a shock to me how quickly I I wanted to circle the wagons. You know, let me at them. I'll I'll straighten those people out. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I had very strong loyalty, very fast. Like, this is us. You're talking about my people here.
1: So they were dealing with this tension from the outside Ben and Nikki had one clear thing that they were always asking each other what was the best thing for the kids.
4: And
3: now Stephen's role with the kids.
4: Stephen's a big part of our family at this point. He's another adult in the house. We certainly share responsibilities for doing things. People laugh and joke about, you know, having having just one more parent. You know, uh, just <laughs> it's handy sometimes, you know, somebody needs to be picked up.
0: You know, I'll I'll get home from work and I'll have left the kitchen a mess and Ben will still be at work and the kitchen will be all clean and Stephen will have cleaned it while we were away. We Ben and I recently went to New York for a wedding for a week and Stephen stayed and took care of the kids and the dog.
2: So that was that was a big turning point for me, and because Nikki told me that they'd never left the kids with anybody before, I, that that was a powerful message to me that I was trusted, and and it was also a message that went out to their uh, family members locally. I think that made a big impression on yeah. people. They've realized I'm not going away, and that my status in the household is um, is what it is. So just to
3: let you know here, we are going to bleep the names of the kids. At first you'll hear Stephen talking about the older kid who was 16 at the time, and then you'll hear Nikki speak about the younger one who was 14.
2: I have, I think, a pretty strong relationship with (laughs) who's the older child. When they were in New York at the wedding, I took took me, I guess. We went to the St. Mary's father-daughter dance together. (laughs) (laughs) which was really kind of amazing. Um, And I was very honored that she would ask me. You know, she knew her dad was going to be out of town, and um, would I be willing to go with her? Well, yes, I would. Thank you.
0: I I think at this point, everything is really quite... (sighs) Good, Um, and everyone understands. You know, I think if you were to ask the kids, or I guess I shouldn't speak for both the kids, but if you were to ask, you know, what's the relationship between your mom and Stephen and your mom and your dad, he would be able to say, "Well, yeah, this is my dad, and my mom is married to my dad, and she has a boyfriend, and the and Stephen and my mom sleep together often in the basement." But I don't, I don't, I don't think he would. I don't know. I, you know, he's fourteen.
4: I mean, over well, and over, I've I've said like the 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 situation is precisely as weird as you care to make it.
0: That's exactly right, and and they also know that Ben dates, um, and that there are women in his life who Sorry. he goes out with. And just
2: but, a couple of quick windows that I think kind of get at this. So, uh, the two of us are there with the kids, and Ben's out. On a date, one of the kids is like, w- "Where's Ben? Where's Dad? Uh, oh, he's out on a date. Oh, okay." And that's just a, you know we have it, you're talking about it's as weird as you make it. It's not weird. That's right. right. Like, we all, there's no secrets. Mm-hmm. We all know what's going on. Where is he? He's there.
4: Whereas you could say, um uh, uh, "Yeah, he." Let's change the subject sometime <laughs> <laughs> soon. Yeah, yeah. <Well, laughs>
1: UV, in a way, it's this is a little bit more like they've gotten a divorce and they're uh, living together, carrying, continuing. They've gotten a really smart divorce.
3: Yeah, well, the, the, what's interesting is it depends on how you slice it. Uh-huh. Like when you talk about like the sexual intimacy part mm-hmm. of things, it's just like a divorce. Yeah. But, but in a way, they're rewriting the rules for this mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, they're still through, very much through. in relationship. Yeah. Which, if you were doing a conscious divorce, or there, what uh, Sage Cohen has, does this work called uh, Radical Divorce. She does workshops with couples on how to very consciously go through a divorce to maintain the love, especially if you have children. So she talks about the fact that going through a divorce in the way that she's prescribing makes you more we- real- More uh, More wheel. (laughs) More wheel. wheel.
3: Well, so that's interesting because, you know, she's sort of rewriting divorce, and they're rewriting marriage, Marriage. and there's a lot of overlap there.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting, yeah, to think about it that way.
3: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but um, in the way we, you know.
1: Can I just say one other thing? I think that this is me still trying to label this trying to come up with some name. And what they're doing is they're coming up with something that's all their own. And I think that we're going to see more and more of this. Yeah.
3: yeah. And so returning to Ben, uh, you know, in this dating way, he's kind of like a newly divorced man. And it's not so simple.
4: The process of getting a date is awkward, it continues to be awkward. It's, it's an awkward thing. So one of the nice things about something like O.K. Cupid is they can be very specific about the fact that, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm married. She knows about it. <laughs> She's got a boyfriend. We all spend time together. There's an interesting discussion about, like, what is monogamy? And if it, like, comes down to sex, like, you know, in that case, Nikki's monogamous.
1: And what would you say you are?
4: I'm not certain um, i I haven't had a deep and meaningful physical relationship with more than one person at a time i've I've made a lot more friends in the last few years. uh There are plenty of people that I've dated that i were friends and uh, and that's that's been great uh, I'm not dating a lot right now. I think especially early on, I sort of reflexively dated like, oh God, I got to fix this situation as soon as possible. You know, how awkward it gets to be when all of the rest of your friends are, are married and there's this sort of imperative to pair up and they they can't really seem to socialize with you anymore because everything has to involve, like, my part, my spouse and you and your spouse and, uh, like, every, everything shuts down and uh and so there's there's an interesting sort of parallel to that oh like clearly ben really needs to get in a relationship pronto you know much like single people need to learn to be okay with themselves and okay being single i i mean i feel like it's it's good for me to have time where i'm just doing stuff for myself yeah um and uh and feeling good about that I think I would enjoy a relationship that could be as integrated as Nikki's and Stevens'. I'm anxious sometimes, you know, at the prospect of, you know, if 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 if, if I found myself in a in a significant relationship, mm-hmm. you know, what the impact would be, how you'd deal with it. Mm-hmm. When I'm afraid, I think that it wouldn't work. I think that uh, we wouldn't be able to resolve issues. I think that you might be jealous or have a hard time. I'd like, at some point, to find a, a meaningful, deep relationship. I mean, ideally, it would be great to be in a relationship with someone who could integrate into our lives. And that said, I also know that I can't expect a mirror image, you know. I can't go looking for a female Stephen.
1: <laughs> Is that a, if that, if you met someone where you felt like that possibility of a deep uh, emotional, intimate relationship, sexual relationship, and, and it didn't, sh- and that person didn't want to be in this configuration, what would that mean to you?
4: Um, I mean, that would be kind of a deal breaker for me.
3: So that's where things stood when we initially interviewed the crew several months ago. But stay tuned next episode where we check in with them to see what has changed.
4: It, it seemed sort of fantastically lucky, actually. I mean, OK Cupid stacks the, the deck in one's favor, you know, um, in, in that sense. You know, we, we had a 99% match right off the bat. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm going to Okay, pretend like
3: this oh. is Jin. Gen- we're not supposed to be bored. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. You never have like a... Oh, it's like a sneeze. Oh, yeah. Or an <laughs> orgasm, speaking of sex. <laughs> I know it's close. That's an orgasm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so...